It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, August 8th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's going to start looking a little bit ahead to next year's prospects with some junior tournaments on today's show. Yep. Always good to talk about junior players. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with the brilliant Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on all of our episodes and Flyers news, all that good stuff. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we are going to wrap up the Holinka Gretzky Cup and talk about some standout players there. We're going to preview the World Junior Tournament, which starts tomorrow. And it's Monday, so we will, of course, have our nemesis of the week. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You will get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Russ, I think the Holinsky Gretzky Cup is a little bit undersold in the U.S. Uh, people mm-hmm. don't talk about it as much as the other junior tournaments. So in case people aren't familiar, it's a U18 tournament. Uh, this year there were eight teams. It was in Red Deer and it just wrapped up. Uh, They do two groups of four where the top two teams from each group go on to the semifinals, and then they have a final, and then the other bottom teams play for placement. So uh, we just had Canada winning over Sweden for one for the gold. Finland got the bronze over Czechia three to one, and Team USA finished fifth overall, which is a little disappointing, but Let's talk about the rosters and why things turned out the way they did. Yeah, and, and full admission, I haven't watched you know all the games yet. I've watched some of them, and I know some of these players. Uh, so I did highlight um, a fair amount of the players. The only thing I could tell you for sure that hurt the U.S. was there was no NTDP players. So the fact that they didn't have any of them, uh, that's always like you're in that next tier then. So, so you know, that's that's a part of it. So... You know, player-wise, if we do talk about the U.S., Will Whitelaw, really good right winger. I, I like the way he played around the net. He's got a great wrist shot. It's got a quick release. Really good on the power play. So he was he was one of those guys that that will have staying power in the draft. Uh, Quentin Musty definitely will be um, somewhere in that you know, top twenty range. I'm not going to get crazy and start calling everybody top ten because I don't want to have to go back and and fix right. everything later it's too early in the season because this is like you know maybe five to seven percent of what you should be thinking about for the prospect for the year but musty uh good size at six two two hundred really great skill a very accurate shot uh one of his wrist shot goals was just tremendous and 
if you give him time to shoot, you're screwed. Like he's one of those guys, you give him an extra second and he'll kill you. So he, he was a really good player for, for the U S now, you know, if we get to Canada, uh, Cam Allen defenseman, he's fast, he's physical, uh, very safe clears. He's really fast in transition. That backward skating is tremendous. And, you know, he'll pinch up when he's necessary. He's going to be a high pick. Uh, Brent Yeager, too. I uh, really like him. He's a guy that goes back door a lot. You know, it's like an NBA play, but he does get behind the defense. And a lot of times they'll get that pass to him right on the uh, on the hash mark. Uh, very good at that. Ac- ac- accurate wrist shot. You know, really good stick and puck skills. Good along the walls. Uh, he, he'll be a really high pick. Uh for the Swedes, Otto Stenberg will be a very high pick. Uh, left winger, great wrist shot. He's very fast. The release on his wrist shot is tremendous, especially on the power play. So he, he's another one that will be a high pick. Um, and Chalet for, for the Czech Republic will be a high pick for Chechia. Um, fast skater, skilled, gets to the net. He's one of those guys that draws the defense to him, and, and he could either pass or shoot at that point. Really like him. Very tricky. And there were a lot of players I liked on Finland. Like Finland, to me, has this is going to be a very good finished draft. Um, the guy who I actually like the most isn't the guy that necessarily everybody favors at the moment, but uh, Tomas Aronen, who I, I think he had flu or something early on in the tournament, missed a game or two, still did really well. Uh, just love his passing. He um, He's great on the power play, decisive wrist shot. He could really pick it. He could really place it like even you know like high glove he's good at that already and we know how everybody at the next level is good at that Emilio Arvente is an interesting guy because you know he's a left winger he can make that cross ice pass I like him in the offensive zone he's quick and um, he can score goals at speed he's also another guy really good on the power play and then Casper uh, Halutinen uh, really like him right winger um, he couldn't hold back Musty when he was coming down the down the wing on him, but Musty's 6'2", 200. That's kind of hard. But he, um, another guy that can power to the net, quick wrist shot, uh, dangerous, dangerous out there on the ice. So, the, you know, the the Finns had some guys that that definitely were trouble. And there were, there were more players than this, but these were some of the players I wanted to highlight because it's early in the year, but the competition's good. And you're right, uh, the tournament doesn't get a lot of press. It's starting to here it has always gotten it everywhere else so that's nice i mean you know ivan holinka was a coach <clears throat> he coached actually in the nhl i believe for pittsburgh with the army of yager so mm-hmm. i think he i think yager actually brought him over like that was you know like his coach he wanted him here and so you know a, a great career for that guy great tournament to name after him and so yeah i do think that um we should talk about it more and I think that for me, obviously, when you're thinking about draft prospects and looking at potential picks, U18 tournaments are really important because, mm-hmm. you know, that's your next draft class, obviously. But I think there's uh, absolutely a huge skill difference jump between the U18s and the U20 tournaments. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about World Juniors next, which is a U20 tournament but i think that 
understanding the difference between those two levels is really important in evaluating these prospects because they're, you know, the older guys, even, you know, just by a couple of years are, they're faster and they're stronger. And I think like the biggest difference I notice is in the board battles, especially, I think that, you know, as you get older and stronger, you can really win the puck away in those battles. Uh, a, a lot better as they get older. So like from your perspective, how do you look at these younger kids? Yeah. So, yeah. So like, as an example, like Cam Allen, who was in the crease, just fighting guys off physically. I'm like, Hey, this is great because if he's able to do this now at that age, then, you know, he's going to do it even better in two or three years. So the fact that he's already got that in him and he's winning battles against players his own age, that's a big deal. Like that, that scores a lot of points with me. And so that's, you know, right now, that's what you're talking about. All these guys are the same age. Now, when we do talk about like the world juniors, you will have some younger players. That's why you 20. So you'll have like, you know, some 18s, some 19s, and then you'll have 20s too. Uh, sometimes you even have younger than 18. So depending on the country, we've had younger than that. And so that's something where then you could really see like, hey, if this guy could really handle his own playing against older players, then that's something too. But this is the first step. Like this is the first step, making one of these big teams, really proving yourself. And so, you know, the guys I mentioned, they all all were guys that, you know, easily passed the test. And, and that's going forward. These are guys that you look at and say, all right, you know, scouts are going to, you know, be watching these guys all year. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important to pay attention to tournaments like this and not just the world championships, because the rosters are going to be different. You're going to get to see different players. And uh, especially when you're trying to figure out potential draft picks, you, you really need more than one tournament to go off of. You do. And that's, that's why I say five to 7%, something in that range don't get crazy. It's good to see things. World Juniors, I count a little higher. Uh, World Juniors, I would count as like 15%. Now, this first one, I don't know. I have to actually see what the play is going to be like before I sort of decide what I would count right. it as. But normally, like regular World Juniors, you know, the 2023 World Juniors, that's a good 25%. Like that's it's a massive tournament, and it's the world's best players, and it's a pretty big deal. All right. Well, we are going to switch over to talking about World Juniors coming up next. But first, we're going to hear about Athletic Greens. I want to take a moment to talk to you about Athletic Greens. I started using Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and I hated taking pills and vitamins. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole force-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all those things. If you if it costs you less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's lifestyle-friendly, 
whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Athletic Greens contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while tasting, still tasting good. Athletic Greens supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and, and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Kicking off World Juniors tomorrow. That's Tuesday, August 10th. Man, I feel like a sense of deja vu here. It's so um, weird. It is so, so weird. We were talking about this last week. And uh, once again, in the U.S., it'll be on NHL Network. And uh, the groups are the same, but the rosters are different this time around. Right. Uh, because teams were allowed to change their rosters. And so Group A is Canada, Finland, Germany, Czechia, and Austria. Group B is Team USA, Sweden, Slovakia, Russia, and Switzerland. Uh, always love putting Canada and USA in different groups so they can't meet until the playoffs. Yeah. But I think, like... You know, looking at the roster changes that were made, they're they're pretty big uh, because of the draft that has happened, and you know, with kids getting ready to go back to school and colleges uh, not wanting their players to have a chance to get injured in this tournament, the teams look a lot different. So, would you say that our our top teams have changed, or they're they're the same? No, I think they've changed a little, like. The U.S. doesn't have Drew Camesso in net, and we'll talk about um, the goalies. So I think, you know, from that perspective, it changes what the U.S. might be. I, I think, um, you know, Canada's still got a great team. I would think they're the favorite. It'll be interesting to see uh, this group of Russians. They do have some very good players. One of them I'll talk about. And then you do always have the, uh, you know, the uh, overachieving countries. You always have Sweden and Finland. You know, they're always you have to worry about. And then maybe an overachiever that um, we'll talk about. Yeah. So usually, at least for me, the fun about World Juniors is rooting for Team USA because I, I have to. It's in my blood. But also picking an underdog team. That's kind of the fun team that everybody gets behind uh, in these tournaments. And, you know, I think that obviously having a Flyers prospect on the team, Switzerland, is very attractive to me for that reason. But, man, I really feel like they're going to get hammered in this one. Yeah, I think they might. Um It can be an unpredictable tournament, though, and that's what's fun about the World Juniors. It's... You know, it, it, it goes pretty quick. You have a couple of bad games. It could really decide your fate, right? So uh, I look at it, and I I, th I kind of think the Slovaks could be the, uh, the underrated ones. I'm going to go with them. I'm going to talk about one later, but there's a few that are draft eligible. There's a few good Slovaks out there. 
Yeah, that's always a good team to pick, especially, you know, their senior team obviously was a lot of fun during the Olympics. So uh, keep that trend going of Slovakians. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's who I'm, I'm going to pick for my fun team. All right. So we just uh, mentioned some Flyers players in the tournament. Team Canada, of course, having two of them and two of the Flyers kind of top prospects at the moment, Elliot Denoyer and Tyson Forster. Yeah, it's nice to see. I don't know if either of them will be a top liner, but that's okay because Canada is loaded with talent. But I do think they both could have an impact. I think Forrester might get more playing time simply because of the physical nature. They're going to ask him to, you know, not only try and score, but but try and dominate in the offensive zone and and keep the puck. Where Denoyer, while he is a terrific skater and a great scorer, there's you know a whole team of terrific players and really good scorers. So I think um, this is a chance for Forrester to really kind of show his employers. Um, you know, the Flyers, just where he's at. Like, I'm sure the Flyers will be there watching him and, and you know, they sh- and Torch should be tuning in just in case. Like, you just never know. Exactly. And, and I think for Elliot Denoye, I'm looking forward to him getting some power play time. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be really key for him because, again, you know, you mentioned with the size difference, I think that that's a place where he could potentially shine and use his skills and and skating to really, you know, show what he can do. Yeah, it's a great point. And it is something that's in his repertoire for sure. All right. Uh, Team Sweden with Emil Andre playing on defense. Yeah, he'll be their big power play guy, I think. Uh, Right now, he's a guy that could really have a great tournament especially offensively he you know he holds his own defensively but he's an offensive specialist and so that's you know they're going to be looking for him for quick breakouts and definitely to get the power play going definitely to to get the uh the forwards going and wouldn't shock me if he's captain i haven't heard anything about it but it wouldn't shock me yeah i believe he's been at least in the leadership before so yes um, he is like one of the more senior members of the team. So he should have at least, you know, one of the leadership positions, if not being captain of that team. And yeah, I think like he sort of gets buried a little bit in Flyers prospect land um, just because he's over there. And so I'm really hoping he has a chance to to show what he can do and really show that he's taken some steps forward. Yeah, I mean. You know, if I'm a Flyers fan, like, what am I watching? This or Love Island? Like, come on, I'm watching that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think uh, I mentioned having a Flyers prospect on Team Switzerland. Of course, that's Brian Zanetti from the Peterborough Peets. I don't even know what Zanetti is yet. I, I think he's an offensive defenseman. I think he, um, the skating's there, and I think this is a really good way for him to get on the map for for Flyers fans is to have a good tournament. His team will be good enough that I think um, he should be able to put up some points, but he could be a really key guy for them. And I'd really like to see him step up now and, and show us something. He was a lot of, there came, a lot of talk came out of him, you know, in, um, in camp uh, when he was in camp. And so I would like to see him carry, carry, follow that through. Yeah. And he had a pretty successful season with Peterborough Mm -hmm. this this past year and kind of, I think, outplayed expectations a little bit there. So I I do think that he has an opportunity here 
you know, especially on a team that's probably going to struggle. If he can have some good individual moments, that'll, that'll be a good thing for him. Yeah, it would be great. All right. Looking ahead to next year's draft, man, uh, Team USA is tight because there aren't many guys on the team that aren't already picked. But interestingly, all three goaltenders are available. And uh, Caden Mbarico is the only repeat goalie from the December roster. Yeah, I had seen him like in the All-American Prospects game. And I think he played for Lincoln uh, in the USHL. Saw him briefly there. Like he's decent. He, he's got a really good stick. He's a decent goalie. He's 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 got some flaws for sure. And I think when we you know, as we talk about Team USA's goalies, I think they all are slightly flawed. Yeah, and you know the the other two, Remington Keppel and Andrew Oke, are, are the um, the guys that are ostensibly going to be in the backup slots here because yeah. Mbarico was kind of the number two in the original roster from December. So um, hopefully at least two of them, if not all three, get some games in so we can at least see them. Yeah, okay, I've really got nothing. But um, I, I did see uh, Keppel play, and, you know, he did – I saw him stone some guys in tight. Like he really um, was able to do that. But then I also saw some issues with rebound control. So, you know, that's where you just, you know, you got to see which one of these guys is going to step up. This could be a tournament where they play both goalies until they realize who's the number one. And Barrico definitely gets the first. Well, he may not get the first start. The first starts against like an easier team. He may not get the first start. So we'll see. Yeah. Charlie Strammel is the only skater who's not previously picked. Where does he fall currently? Yeah, right now I I kind of like him in the top fifteen. He um he could show me a little more scoring, but he uh, he's a guy I've watched for a couple of years. He's been in All American Prospects games and other other things with the U.S. program. I like his physicality. He's an excellent skater already. He can swoop in on the net. He's a guy that'll follow up his own rebounds. He's got a very good stick defensively. And he's physical. And so it's 6'3", 215, he gets in the crease. He's, he's, he's good at tip-ins. You know, this is something where um, he could really, uh, he could be a force for them if he's on. Because he's got, he's got good hands. He's, he's a big guy. If he puts it all together, it could be a big deal. All right. We are going to talk about a few more draft eligible prospects and give our nemesis of the week coming up next. But first, if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, are you depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys? Guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, once again, covered in 100% real chocolate. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be a perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good 
for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. All right, getting back to the other countries' rosters. Of course, the big star to look for is on Team Canada with Connor Bedard. Yeah, Bedard is just, you know, tremendous skater with great edge work, uh, great wrist shot, good, excellent one-timer, terrific on the power play, terrific at really on every shift. Like, he's a guy that you just sort of, you know, you pull the string, the top this. The um the top starts spinning and man so does he and it's hard to cover him so he he could put up goals quickly like he could get you two at, at the beginning of a game quickly so he, he is the most dangerous guy in this tournament yeah I I think definitely against the weaker teams he's probably going to put a lot of points up oh, on yeah. the board <laughs> yeah he he'll be one of the lead scorers all right is there anyone else from some of the other teams we should keep an eye on. Yes, um, Matvey Michkov for Russia, uh, tremendous. Another great skater, not that big a guy either. Uh, also, tremendous shot. He's another guy with just a bullet of a wrist shot. You you blink and it's in there. He um, he always finds that open space on the ice. So he will be deadly on the power play. Really can hurt you five on five. He'll be another one of the top scorers uh, in this tournament. Uh, David Reinbacher for um, for Austria is an interesting one because he's a six two defenseman. He's already like got a very steady stick on defense. He's he's really good at one timers. He wins most of his puck battles, block shots, and he'll he'll pinch in when he needs to. So he's a fun guy to watch. And uh, Dale Dvorsky from Slovakia. He's a guy that's got a lot of flair. So. If he's on the power play, scores on the one timer. You know he's going to sort of sort of do the old lay with his with his hand. Um, very exuberant. Always has the stick down. Really good stick and puck control and excellent hockey IQ. So he's another guy uh, to watch out for. That's why I'm going to be watching him closely. All right, uh, we are going to wrap up with our nemesis of the week. If you're newer to the program. Each week on Mondays, we look at the week ahead and say, what is our nemesis in the world of hockey or for Flyers fans? And last week, uh, we had talked about the Eric Lindros trade on last Monday's show. If you haven't listened to it, go back and do so. It's really good. And uh, we were just talking about some rule changes in the NHL to make the game safer related to the concussion issues that he experienced during his career. This week, it's World Juniors related for me, and it's being too hard on the kids. We do have to remember that these are younger players, and this is a huge deal for them. Lots of pressure, and we have to remember they're not NHL players, and mistakes will happen. Yep, absolutely true, and there is a ton of pressure. Uh, you know, like you said, they're on TV, their families are there, they're watching. Yeah, I... I do try and point out the good. If there's a mistake made, sure, I'll point it out. But I, I don't rip these guys and say, oh, he's terrible. He's a terrible player. You won't hear that out of me. Yeah, I think that's the absolute right approach. All right. 
we are going to finish up with our flyers fun thing. Um, I, I picked this one because I just got absolutely trounced in a game of trivial pursuits. Uh, oh, not go I, haven't well. played that. I haven't played that in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, did not go well for me. So I wanted to feel better about myself. And I said, I know I'll do some flyers trivia. Cause I know I'll do well on it. And <laughs> so we're going to link to like a fun little flyers trivia quiz. And uh, if, if you want to like feel good about your, your flyers knowledge i think that's a good oh i mean are we gonna have the listeners go up against you and see if they're they're better than you or you don't want to put that out there no i already did it and i I think i only got one wrong on the the whole thing so i feel pretty good about that but if somebody gets them all right they should let us know (laughs) they should they should absolutely all right that'll do it for today's show we're gonna be back again on wednesday we're gonna revisit the flyers paying the Arizona Coyotes to take Shane Gostisbehere and if let's that was, revisit that yeah see if it was the right move then does it feel okay now and what does that mean for the Flyers moving forward as a reminder we always want to hear from you so send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers you can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail.com I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On, your daily NHL podcast. I co-host the Friday show, and this past Friday we talked about Gary Bettman's tenure as commissioner. It was a real fun one, so take a listen. And uh, thanks for listening. Have a great day.